Thomas, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Many of us can relate to the Apostle Thomas with his doubts and uncertainty about the resurrection. His fellow disciples encountered the risen Lord on the first night that he rose from the dead. Thomas wasn't there and just couldn't believe the impossible. How is it possible that a person he saw crucified, torturously killed, and buried in the tomb, how could he be alive? As much as he hoped, he just found it too difficult to believe. And a week goes by until he actually meets the risen Lord himself. When Jesus says to him, Thomas, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Well, for most of us, we would be in the category of those who have not seen and yet believe. Note, however, Christ calls us blessed, even if we have not seen, and yet we believe that Jesus rose from the dead. Yet, how are we blessed? Jesus' post-resurrection encounter with the Apostle Thomas that we hear in today's gospel story reveals seven ways that Thomas and we can be blessed by the risen Lord. The risen Christ took away Thomas's fear and gave him peace. That's number one. Two, the risen Christ took away Thomas's doubt and gave him faith. Three, the risen Christ took away Thomas's confusion and gave him purpose. Four, the risen Christ took away Thomas's sense of feeling alone and gave him the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Five, the risen Christ took away Thomas's sins and then gave him the deep responsibility to forgive or retain the sins of others. Six, the risen Christ took away Thomas's ignorance and enlightened his mind with divine wisdom. And finally, the risen Christ took away Thomas's temporary earthly existence and gave him eternal life. Let's think about these seven blessings. Just as Thomas was blessed by encountering the risen Lord, each one of us also, who have not seen and yet believe, can also be blessed sevenfold when we choose to follow the risen Christ. Think about these seven blessings. First, the risen Christ took away Thomas's fear and gave him peace. The first words of Jesus to his followers after the resurrection was, Peace be with you. He repeated this blessing of peace twice. We can recall our Lord's words when he promised, Peace I leave you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world do I give. Do not let your hearts be troubled and don't let them be afraid. We need to always remember that Christ is the Prince of Peace. When we turn toward him, we discover that peace that passes all understanding. No fear, no anxiety, no worry, nor cares of this life should ever overwhelm us. The risen Lord is with us, and he gives us his peace. Second, the risen Christ took away Thomas's doubt and increased his faith. Thomas struggled to believe the unbelievable. Thus, when the risen Lord meets him, he states, Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and put out your hand and touch my side. Do not be faithless, but believing. Thomas had reasonable doubts and skepticism, but he was open 
to discover something new. And this openness led him to transform his doubts to a deeper faith, to increase his faith. Let us always stay open to learn and grow, seeking for answers to our questions and uncertainties and always striving to cultivate our faith. Third, the risen Christ took away Thomas's confusion and gave him purpose. Thomas was uncertain about what he was hearing and unsure about whether he could believe. Yet Jesus responds to his uncertainty and confusion by revealing himself to his disciple and then he gives him a serious responsibility. Despite the doubts that he had, he says to Thomas, as the Father sent me, so I send you into the world. Go into all the world and become my ambassador, proclaiming the good news of my resurrection. Let all people know that they can become a new creation when they come to believe in me and live in the light of my resurrection. For all of us, Christ gives us the same sacred purpose and deep meaning in our lives. We, each one of us, are his ambassador. We are divine instruments in his hands, sharing his light, his joy, his peace, and his love to a world that is so lost and confused. Fourth, the risen Christ took away Thomas's sense of feeling alone and filled him with the Holy Spirit. After Jesus blessed his disciples with his peace, he then said to them, he then breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. The risen Lord will never leave us alone. He promised to be with us always, even to the end of the age. And he sent his comforter, the spirit of truth, to be our constant companion. Imagine the divine presence of Christ living in us always. Fifth, the risen Christ took away Thomas's sins and then gave him the serious responsibility to forgive or retain the sins of others. Jesus took the sins of the world upon himself, our sins, when he died on the cross. Yet this forgiveness of sins comes with serious consequences. We must forgive one another as Christ forgave us. And then Jesus tells his disciples and tells us, if you retain the sins of any, they are retained. And if you forgive the sins of any, they are retained. He gives this sober duty to the leaders of the church to guide people in a healing that will lead to their salvation. The church proclaims forgiveness of sins, yet in circum certain circumstances, the church helps a person in their repentance by retaining their sins as a means to help them understand the severity of their actions and guide them into a deeper path of sincere healing and return back to God. Sixth, the risen Christ took away Thomas's ignorance and enlightened his mind with divine wisdom. Thomas initially doubted the resurrection, yet he was the first apostle to proclaim Jesus as my Lord and my God. Thomas teaches us that if we remain humble and open, our doubts can lead to a deeper and new understanding of faith. The risen Lord is not simply our great teacher, our master, or our, even our Messiah. He is nothing less than our Lord and our God, to whom we dedicate our lives to follow. 
Finally, the risen Christ took away Thomas's superficial understanding of life and gave him a proper perspective on what an authentic life is all about. St. John the Evangelist ends his gospel account, this gospel reading of today, by saying, Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which aren't written in this book, but I have written these things so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God, and that believing in him, you may have life in his name. God calls each one of us to live our lives, not with a temporary earthly perspective, not listening to the deceptive voices of society, which allure us to believe that life is all about what we possess, what fun we have, what earthly status and fame we attain. No, an authentic life in Christ is believing that Jesus is the Messiah, the Anointed One, the Son of God, and that through believing in our risen Lord, He who rose from the dead, we may discover and experience life eternal in His name, living in His eternal peace, with a radiant joy, with boundless hope, and living in the unconditional divine love. Thomas, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. And our risen Lord does bless us sevenfold by taking away fear and giving us his peace, by taking away doubt and giving us faith by taking away confusion and giving us purpose, by taking away loneliness and giving us the comfort of his Holy Spirit, by taking away our sins and then giving us the responsibility to help others overcome their sins, by taking away our ignorance and enlightening our minds with divine wisdom, and finally, by taking away our perspective of an earthly existence and allowing us to begin partaking of eternal life. Christ is risen. Let us believe, even though we have not seen, let us believe in this risen Lord. Christos Anesti.